struggle uh, to be able to say, okay, well, we're, how is it that we're living in a free and democratic society when our regulators of our professions are creating pressure on those professionals not to mm -hmm. take clients that are deemed unacceptable? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freedom Feature, and I'm your host, Barry Bussey. Uh, today, we're going to have a wonderful discussion about the, the bencher election at the Law Society of Ontario. And with me, our guest is Professor Bruce Party, who is the Executive Director at Rights Probe. And uh, Bruce, it's great to have you with us again. Thanks, Barry. Always great to be with you. Okay, man, I tell you what, we've got an election coming up in just a few weeks, or less, I guess a little bit more than a few weeks, it's like six weeks perhaps, or five. Mm -hmm. So tell us why this election of the benchers is so important for the Law Society here in Ontario. Right, great question, and we're, we're coming to a fork in the road at the Law Society. Uh, there are essentially two teams running more or less against each other mm. and and one of the teams is the is the full stop team uh l l last time we were known as uh stop 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 the statement of principles which was the prevailing or the most important issue in the previous election four years ago mm. and uh we've rebranded this time and we're calling ourselves full stop and by that we mean a full stop on the path that the law society is on and has been on for quite some time. And that path is a, 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 an acutely ideological one. It's a path on which the law society is becoming a, an overseer of your politics. The statement of principles is, is uh, representative of this tendency. The statement of principles was a policy they put in place to require every licensee to, to, to uh, adopt a statement that acknowledged their obligation to promote the values of, of equity, diversity, and inclusion in their professional and personal lives, which essentially meant it was an ideological litmus test for being allowed to practice. Uh, the, the, uh, I can go into that a little bit more um, in, a, in a minute, but the other slate, the other team that's running, uh, they're calling themselves the, uh, the, the, the Good Governance Coalition. <laughs> We're, we're, we're yes. in the habit of calling we're, we're in the habit of calling them the, the, the big the big governance coalition uh, okay. they, they basically represent the, the the path that the law society has been on for these past years and uh, they're essentially if I can put it this way they are the establishment activists who want to carry mm -hmm. on the, the ideological program that has been established uh, and so that's that's the that's the basic parameters of the situation that we're in. This election will probably de determine the direction of the law society for for the foreseeable future. And even more importantly, the law society is representative of professional regulators in Canada more broadly. These mm -hmm. kinds of things are happening at regulators of all kinds, not just for the lawyers across the country, but for for, for doctors and psychologists and nurses and so on. Uh, these regulators have decided it is their job to 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 enforce a a, a woke view of the world, a, a a critical theory, critical race theory, social justice, woke progressive view of the world, and 
they are reimagining professional conduct and good character, which are which are both sort of ongoing obligations if you are licensed to practice. They are reimagining those requirements through an ideology uh, through an ideological lens, such such mm. that if you do not embrace and adhere to that kind of agenda, then you will be in danger of being accused of professional misconduct. And that 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 threatens the whole the whole enterprise. So that's what we're up against right now. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of professions, as you as you pointed out, the perhaps the, the one that uh, most people would know right now is the situation that Jordan Peterson is facing with his college. Correct. And because of his views that are being expressed are now challenging whether or not he's competent in essence uh, to be, you know, a psychologist. Mm -hmm. And I, and, and so the fear is, as I understand it, is going to be that if we are going to make these litmus tests, then competent lawyers, individuals have gone through their years of training mm -hmm. who have had years of experience practicing law, are now going to have their license subject to having the right ideological position in order to practice law. Is that where we're headed? That's where we're headed. That, that's exactly right. And this, this is arises in different guises and different regulators. Mm -hmm. So, for example, another, another example, we have uh, Amy Hamm, who's a nurse out in BC, who is subject in the middle of a, a disciplinary proceeding right now, which has been brought because she has expressed her belief that there are are two sexes and 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 so whether it's the statement of principles or whether it's a, a sort of a witch hunt against jordan peterson or whether it's a a, a a a shifting of the ground of scientific knowledge as in amy ham's case uh mm -hmm. the, the 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 theme is the same which is or, or another good example is the medical regulators across the country who during covid basically warned their doctors that they were not allowed to express medical opinions that conflicted right. with the official government, you know, COVID uh, narrative and, and measures. So in all these different kinds of ways, professionals are, are being supervised in their, in their, in their political attitudes towards things. Mm -hmm. And uh, n nowhere is this more apparent than at the Law Society of Ontario. And, I think the public needs to understand as well that as we're going on this trajectory, we may end up, you may end up losing your uh, lawyer because the lawyer has the wrong opinion, but there might even be, you, you, do you think it would go even so far as uh, the law society itself would say, well, you know, and, and assuming that, you know, uh, the so-called good governance group take over, that they then regulate perhaps even the who gets legal representation. I mean, that that seems absolutely absurd, even as I as I voice it. Uh, but, you know, if you don't have the right client, like I, I've been hearing uh, recently in my uh, in my practice, I've been hearing of individual groups that are now being denied banking services because sure. the banks now are 
or at least that's the the accusation I'm hearing from from individuals that sure. that that the banks know they don't want to have this particular group um, as a client, and and that seems so odd. Well, it does. It does. One of the things that has been brought into question over this past period, including in the last election four years ago, is that principle that one might have thought was rock solid, mm -hmm. which is that everybody's entitled to legal representation. Mm -hmm. You know, e even people who are accused of murder are entitled to be rep represented by counsel. Right. And yet the, 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 the ground on which some of our candidates last time were attacked was on the ground that, well, one time they represented this person wow. and that, and that person was, was a bad person. And, and if you're giving legal counsel to that person, that means you must be a bad person too. Mm. And, and so that, you know, there's, there's, there's no sort of uh, concrete proposal to do what you're describing, but mm. that's not the way these things work. Mm. Even when the statement of principles is put in place as a requirement in your annual report to say that you've done it, even then. The, the, the penalties were not clearly laid out. I mean, the implication was it would be an administrative problem and that you wouldn't, you would, you would get suspended for administrative reasons and wouldn't get be put, be put back in until you fixed it. But I mean, there was never an explicit threat that if you don't do this, you will be expelled from the bar. Mm. But that's not the way these things proceed. They proceed one step at a time and it's never clear exactly where it's going to go at the time until you get three steps ahead and see oh well that's where we're going right. and so you really have to turn around before you get there by the time you get there it's much too late mm -hmm. yeah and we're you know as society is becoming more and more par uh, uh, polarized you know we do not want to have our professions saying picking and choosing the clients uh, based on the ideological position of the clients. I've had uh, other groups uh, talk to me recently about uh, wanting to get accounting services and various firms don't want to be uh, associated with the organization because why, you know, or at least <laughs> at least you know, they say they're just too busy, but the 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 sense is is that perhaps they you know it's a political organization and so forth, and they uh, are are need, needing uh, some accounting, and and so then it becomes right. it it becomes a real struggle uh, to be able to say, okay, well, we're how is it that we're living in a free and democratic society when our regulators of our professions are creating pressure on those professionals? not to mm -hmm. take clients that are deemed unacceptable. Yes, and 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 it is pressure rather than always explicit punishment that's on the right. horizon, right? So so it, it it may not be that, you know, these firms have been told, look, you 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 may not or you must not represent these people. No, no, no. Mm. What you're entering into is an environment in which uh representing the wrong kind of people will diminish your reputation right and put you in the doghouse and therefore the firms themselves are maybe deciding that it's not worth it to represent right. these people because you know this will this will damage our standing with you know the 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 upstanding people in the in the profession and so and, and even if you manage to get representation let, let's say you 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 find a lawyer 
and you are, uh, you know, you are in some kind of a case. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but but let's just uh, let's just say a lawyer comes through and says, you know, I'll 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 take your case on, and let's say you're here's an example. Um, let's say you're, I mean, let's, let's deal with a BC case. Let's say you're dealing with a family law situation mm. where. Uh, you are. Let's say. Let's say you uh, you you're divorced and you're uh, fighting with your ex-spouse over whether your uh, daughter wants to become a son or a son wants to become a daughter. Mm. And that's the nature of the dispute. The dispute is whether or not uh, that the the child should be referred to as the other sex. Whether or not the child should be allowed to transition to the other sex. Uh, to, you know, the child is a minor, and you go into the courtroom. And in BC, they've instituted a requirement that all the parties and the lawyers uh, indicate their pronouns at the beginning of the, of the hearing, and that all the other parties involved will comply with those pronouns. And so what you have there is the potential for the issue that is at issue in the case mm. to more or less be decided before you start, because, you know, the... the the other parent or, or or the child may say, well, my pronouns are X. And therefore, all the way along, your lawyer is going to have to call the child that you insist is a boy as a girl or vice versa mm -hmm. with, with, with the supervision of the judge. So now you're not allowed to, to, to fight about the issue. Now the issue sort of more or less been decided already because you're all referring to him as her or her as him or, or as the case may be. So this is just one example, and this is this does not um, involve the law society directly, but it is just a, a reflection of the kind of ways in which legal representation can be un undermined by by limiting a lawyer's ability to 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 face and address an issue head on. If, for example, the law society puts um, barriers around your lawyer to speak mm -hmm. in a certain way, in a in a politically incorrect or unwoke way, then even if you have that lawyer representing you, that lawyer may have his hands tied about what it is he thinks he can voice inside or outside a courtroom without getting into right. trouble. Right. right? Yeah. So, 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 so he's not able to fully participate in advocating for his client. That that's the potential. Correct. Yeah. So now we've got, okay. So we've had now four years with the, um, the current lot of, uh, benchers. Um, I remember after that election, when so many of the, the SOP slate, uh, or stop SOP that, when they were elected, there were all kinds of accusations that there are a bunch of radicals that have taken over the law society. What's your take on how the current group of the slate of uh, Stop the SOP uh, group did over the last four years? Well, listen, uh they they well, let's just let's just describe the situation first. We okay. elected all twenty two all twenty two of our candidates on that mm -hmm. on that slate. We we won twenty two of the forty seats in convocation. That's more than half the lawyer seats. But there are uh, there are thirteen other seats. So we had twenty two of fifty three seats, which is a which is very much in a minority position. 
even though they were in the minority, they managed to repeal the SOP, which is what they said they would do. And it wasn't easy. It was not easy in a minority position. It took several months to do it. They stuck to their task and managed to pull it off. But after that, uh, in their various efforts to, to curb this ideological impulse to rationalize budgetary matters, to provide more transparency, to, to try and contain the mission creep that we perceive to happen at the law society they were they were defeated at every turn the incumbent or entrenched if i might say uh, other other forces were determined uh, not to let that happen and and so not to a person but for the most part this big governance coalition represents that constituency the constituency the constituency that wants all of these so-called troublemakers to go away mm-hmm. and so that the law society can pick up where it left off and carry on. Now, the, the, the candidates running on this, uh, this other slate have, have essentially said, well, this, this stop is gone. The stop is dead. We don't plan to bring it back. And you know, that, that might be true, but here's the thing. The, the statement of principles was, was one of 13, recommendations adopted by convocation in December 2016 and it was the, it was one of the first things put in place it's now gone mm-hmm. uh, and 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 the, the this this coalition has said they're not bringing it back but they have not said they're not bringing in all of the other recommendations those that list of things to do is still the agenda and it includes things like incorporating the substance of the SOP into the rules of professional conduct, creating an inclusion index for law firms over a certain size to indicate all the identity characteristics of all your employees, race and sex and gender and disability and so on. It includes uh, firm regulation. It includes continuing education in, in EDI. Um, more recently, they proposed to give their sort of pre-disciplinary committee the power to impose re-education, even in situations where discipline is not is not appropriate. In other words, this is still on, folks. This is totally mm. still on. The stop is gone. The rest of it is still there. It is going to carry on. And if the vote goes badly, you're going to see the law society, which at the time of the last election, was a was a national leader in this kind of stuff and -hmm. thanks to the presence of our 22 even though they haven't had their way their presence has sort of you know been the finger in the dike they've held the thing back if if things go badly the 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 flood is on again so this Mm -hmm. this election matters a lot so and you know the law society also regulates universities that or the you know whether or not to accept the graduates of the uh, law schools we saw that with the trinity western case right one would assume that this same kind of thinking then may um also be encouraging more of the edi the exclusion uh, was it uh, equity diversity and inclusion Right. Um, well, you're right. You're right. It is exclusion, but that's not what the actual name is. But yes, that's that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And 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 so it it may end up uh, being even further regulation of the law schools uh, that the Law Society of Ontario will. Uh, well, that's quite possible. And perhaps there'll be 
yeah yeah so and of course it's only conjecture at this point but but it's more than conjecture when you see the movement of foot yeah it's possible but to tell you the truth you know many of the law schools have led this uh they're right. not being okay. forced into this they 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 are the ones who've been who've been pushing the envelope pushing right. the agenda graduating uh, uh students who you know who think in a certain way and and by the way not all the students who graduate believe in this mm -hmm. stuff but a lot of them do and that's, that's the nature of the education that they've largely received don't get me wrong this is not across the board it's not every a law school in the same way it's not every professor it's not every classroom it's not every student but it's certainly a huge trend a wave a a an ascendance of a particular kind of ideology inside the legal academy and and that that ideological wave has preceded the wave that we're seeing now inside the profession so if anything the law schools have led it's, it's technically possible for the law societies to turn around and, and require more of it from the law schools, but I don't think they need to. The law schools are well on their way on their right. own. Okay. Okay, so for someone who's just watching here now, and I see that our time is, is moving along, but I'd just like to just encapsulate the problems with EDI, the equity, right. diversity, and inclusion, which is what I, I find very interesting that the... A good governance coalition group are are saying, you know, they want to get back to more uh, professional type of venture and all this kind of stuff. And I think we need to 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 open that up that a little bit. But let's first of all uh, conclude this part with understanding for those who are watching what the problem is that we're trying to avoid in the law society. So can we just uh, encapsulate that in in just a few words? Sure. Yes. So, so at the heart of this, it's not it's not limited to this, but at the heart of it is this uh, equity, diversity, and inclusion idea. And, and until you take that apart, that might sound eminently reasonable. I mean, who would be against equity? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's called equality. I mean, the law society right. uses the word equality as well. And you need to unpack that in order to understand what's going on. And and one might ask this question: You know, who could be against equality? And the answer is, well, no reasonable person would be against equality. Uh, we're certainly not against equality. Mm -hmm. We believe very firmly in equality, but we believe in the kind of equality that is equality of treatment under the law. In other words, the same rules and standards should apply to everybody without arbitrary distinctions between people on the basis of race and sex and gender and, and so on. Okay? That is not mm -hmm. what equity means. And it's not what the equality that the law society means when they use that word. The equality they mean is equality of outcome between identity groups. That would, that's what equity means. And, and therefore, it means, by definition, that it requires the application of different rules and standards to different groups of people. That means you're assessing people on the basis of their identity and not treating them as individuals. Unique individuals... Mm -hmm. who who are entitled to being be be treated by the regulator and by the law as an individual as opposed to a cog in a wheel in a group and and mm -hmm. th this this essential this essential split and let's just make this rec this observation these these two opposing ideas equity and equality of treatment now let's just deal with labels for a minute 
equity, the idea of equity is mm -hmm. also sometimes referred to as substantive equality or equality of outcome. Mm -hmm. those, those are the labels that tend to be attached to it. Uh, the equality of treatment idea yeah. that I'm talking about is also sometimes referred to as formal equality or equality of application. And there's another term which falls somewhere in the middle that can be used can can be used to mean either one or the other depending upon who's speaking and that is equality of opportunity equality of opportunity can mean equity because it means you're going to try and change the whole world so that they're on a level playing field that's the that's that would that's the way they would describe it or it can also mean equality of opportunity mm -hmm. in the sense that well they're subject to the same laws as everybody else there's no discrimination in other words so you have to watch out for that and to see which mm -hmm. which version of that that they mean but these two ideas, equity and equality of treatment, cannot coexist. It's, it's a one or other proposition. Why is that? Well, because equality of treatment means you have a right to be subject to the same laws and regulations and standards as everybody else, without distinction. And mm -hmm. equity stands for the mm -hmm. idea that some groups have a right to a different standard, a different rule, a different proposition than everybody else. And so... You can't mm -hmm. have both things. You gotta, you gotta choose one. And the law society yep. has chosen equity. They, they, they believe that applying the same, the substance of the same rules and standards to everybody is itself discriminatory. They think it's wrong, and they right. won't, and they won't have it. And th they will force the law firms uh, to ensure that. And that's, that's where sure. the issue comes down. And that's, uh, yeah. Okay, great. Um, listen, I just want to thank you so much for, for being with us on this program today. We, we desperately need to be watching this. I want you to stick around because I want to talk further uh, about the two different groups, the claims being made by both. And uh, so I appreciate that. And I'm just wondering if you could let our listeners know uh, where they can find more about Rights Probe. Sure. Yeah, by all means. So Rights Probe is at uh, uh, rightsprobe.org. All our all our work is on there. Uh, please go have a look. Uh, the Full Stop uh, team also has a website, which I might mention. That's fullstoplso.ca. Okay. Uh, and uh, our, our the platforms and so on are are there too. So thanks for asking. Okay. Excellent. Well, thank you so very much, Bruce. And uh, um, so stick with us. Uh, we will be back again. And I want to thank you, our viewers, uh, for watching our program today. Uh, we will continue our conversation with uh, Professor Bruce Party, And uh, stay tuned for that. And until next time, I'm Barry Bussey. The fight for freedom consists not only in the legal battles in court, but also in the battle of ideas at the universities and in the media. It takes time effort and money to keep on top of the debates for freedom. Your donation allows us to keep fighting for all Canadians. Firstfreedoms.ca